0: Welcome to Uplift Inspiring Stories to Uplift the World. I am Gemma Serenity, Okof, your host, and today we have the honor of having Kim Groshek joining us. She's the pause lady and is going to tell you everything about her journey. Welcome, Kim. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. It's an honor.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. So tell us a little bit, About your story, what got you there? How is it that you now talk about the past power?
1: Yeah, well, it all started when I was a little girl. So I'm going to start from there. I promise it's not going to be a really long story, but it is really um, kind of a stepping stone story. So I did want to kind of start there. So when I was a little girl, I used to go to, my dad was a computer operator and I used to go to work with him. And he used to have all of these computers in one room. I mean, back then the computers were like all the way up to the ceiling. And I, as a little girl was just fascinated with the keyboards and the little IBM cards or the punch cards, they'd call them, where you would type in and then you could actually create designs. And my mom used to be able to make like Christmas trees and snowmen and all kinds of things, as you notice back here. That's what I like. (laughs) And um So I really was kind of brought up with with computers, but I didn't realize at the time what I was getting into because I was a very creative soul. I did a lot of painting and all kinds of things. And fast forward, I actually got a degree in education. And my first job, ironically enough, was a director of computer operations. So I kind of fell into this whole thing. Well, it fascinated me to get into the, the computer itself because I used to like break fixing it. And so it was a, almost like a creative process in itself. And when I, was, when I got my first computer, my daughter was about three years old. And I remember I was so ingrained in learning and fascination that I didn't even realize that my daughter was actually wanting my attention. And I was like head into that computer. So I realized at that moment that I needed to manage, you know, as I was working on the computers, I needed to manage how much time I'm actually in the computers. And back then, you know, we weren't, we didn't really even have these gadgets yet. And so fast forward again, um, I started working on my PhD and I was going to put attitude in a computer. And at the time, I was in Chicago, and I was taking lunch, and I was almost done with my, you know, proposal for my dissertation. And I was walking the streets, and again, at that time, these weren't even here yet. They were actually just an idea, and there were a lot of the gamers, you know, like they'd have these Game Boy type electronics, so they did have some something like it. And the streets were busy in Chicago, and. This little boy was in his gaming thing, which it wasn't normal back then to be having your head into it. And he ran into me and he looked at me and then just kind of walked around me. And I was like taken aback, right? That this kid bumps into me without apologizing. And I thought at that moment that I kind of made it a kind of this prediction that I personally did not want to be creating attitude. At the time, attitude wasn't in the computers. Now it is. But, um, I didn't want to be the person to be designing something that I knew that we would actually be too connected to. I could I already had that i I could see it coming. and this was about twenty years ago. And so um, fast forward another five years and, and and of course, everything that I did in computer science I'd always be riding the wave along with. When Google was there, I was on the top of the wave with them. When Facebook started, I was I was the first one that adopted it. Always right there, right? And so fast forward, um, I found that I woke up in the morning and I would actually be checking my Facebook or other social media, and I would look at my watch, and it was like three hours later. And I said, you know what i I can't. I need to stop doing this. So I actually disconnected myself from the deactivated the account for a year. And then I also re- deactivated my phone. Now, I, you know, I did this stuff for a living. You know, I was a transformation change agent in large companies. And I worked remote when remote wasn't really popular. I've done it that for over 35 years. And as I was um, doing it, I just set, you know, requirements, you know, like people could fo- call my husband's call- phone or whatever, but it wasn't like I actually used the device. So once I actually disconnected, I just immediately, there was this like pressure that was released from my neck. And then I started to set time aside, you know, to, to write on a piece of paper rather than, you know, getting into my computer. And I found that I actually had more time. So this was when the pause kind of, it started to come to be. And I started to journal about the experiences around how I, you know, what I learned and what I experienced. I started to run half marathons in different states. I started to travel with my daughter. I just had a lot more time. I even became, you know, let myself be bored. (laughs) You know, we don't, we don't do that. (laughs) And so, you know, um, so I was like, okay, I'm on this journey. And then all of a sudden, and it just was only about six months ago, I was reading an article about this young man who was 16 years old. And he was very promising. He had a football scholarship already at 16. And he he felt, he fell met a girl through social media and he fell in love with her. And then he found out later that it was an older man fishing him and he ended up committing suicide. So what I said, this is it, this is done. You know, I've seen too much of this. So I said, we got to do something. So I actually created a concept um, pause challenge for five days in July. And there were 300 people that participated, 42 experts, and they just practiced the pause for 15 minutes. And, you know, they just had accountability just, and I guided them through how to pause. And you'd be amazed at how many people had a hard time even understanding how to pause. So that's where this came to be. And the the story around this is just, Amazing because people are coming my way. Companies are wanting to take this on board. Schools want to bring this in. Um, people want to learn how to practice the pause. I have a regular community that comes together and we practice all different techniques. And it's it's not just about the pause because once I you pause, you get more time. I teach the concepts around, you know, how to um, compress your time to get results so people actually get things done and actually get more time and and then the the coolest thing out of this is the guts of it all which is as you pause you start learning techniques for me on how to do anger management objectively to catch yourself so that you actually don't get angry to catch your anger your triggers so that you actually it, it dissolves to catch yourself so that you actually don't have that anxiety or the fears. Um, All those techniques that that are taught, but the first step is actually to pause so that you can actually recognize it. So that's how it all came to be, and that's where I am today, and it's just been a great adventure and I actually had met you through this as well. So it's been fun.
0: (laughs) This is true. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yes, this is absolutely fun. And I would like to chime in with uh, one of the stories. My first encounter with pause. At the time, it was a few, I would say two or three weeks even maybe a little bit more after I left 15 years of domestic violence. And I was hanging out with Sasha, who was not my lover yet, but he was like a brother to me. And he noticed that wherever I was, and in that moment in time I was in his uh, apartment, I just needed to do something. So what can I do? Oh, I can clean, I can cook, I can organize, I can do stuff, you know? And he just told me, okay, I have a cleaning lady. I I am a cook. You don't need to do those things. Just come sit down on the couch and do nothing. Oh my gosh, you can imagine how hard that lesson was. But how true it resonated at the same time. Because when I accepted the challenge, two minutes, that was already a whole lot, two minutes to just sit and not move, sit and relax, allow things to be the way they are, not trying to change them all the time, that changed and transformed my perspective on life. And what we can do with our time, with our energy, with our lives—truly really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my experience with pause. My first experience with pause, mm-hmm. because before that, I remember during the second story ten years of domestic violence um, with my at that time boyfriend slash husband, I did not even choose a couch that was comfortable to just sit and relax. I chose a um, practical couch that would keep you seated so that when you want to watch a game at the television, you actually can stay focused and (laughs) watch the game, not relaxing at all. And I said, the only time I'm going to relax is when I'm, I'm sleeping in the bed. Okay, so the bed is good. The couch is good. I'm done. And all the rest, I work. It's like, hey, when do you take time for yourself? When do you self care? When do you come back to your center? Who? And this is where you keep coming to play. When you come back and you say, hey, take a time to pause. Bring back pause in the workplace, in the schools, in the home. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And and the thing is, um, you know, I work one on one with with. Fast paced people, people just like me. And I have learned, I have learned so much. I mean, really, I learned a lot of my techniques from my mother. She taught me how to manage my time. And at a very young age, I would say I was 11. I had my first babysitting job back in the day. That's what we did. I don't know if it's a little different now, but we were very, we were taught to be very responsible. And um, all of those things that she taught me. I built upon. I mean, there's other things that I've learned, of course, but this one thing that I call the time box is, you know, a compilation. Um, You know, The start was my mom teaching me that, but then there was, you know, all these other things going into these companies and learning different approaches that work the best. I've sharpened my tools to make that work, but the people that I work with right now can't even get the concept around pause sometimes because, um, they are so overwhelmed and always on and trying to get so much done that they look at the pause as if you have to add another thing to your list. When in reality, (laughs) when and, and you laugh about it, right? But it's like when you see them, you just go, oh my goodness, we have to work through this and help you understand that when you, you know, just even just set a timer and do like you said, two minutes and and when you accumulate a 2 minute pause each at the top of the hour it adds up to be more than 15 minutes right and uh it takes the stress off when you do do it that way it doesn't have to be like a time box but it's just the concept to start so that people that might be able to do it that way will do it that way you can pause any way and the also the funny thing and i say funny because Every time I bring this up when I'm speaking, there's always a question about, well, what do you do in the pause? <laughs> Nothing. But that's the thing, you know. And and I just got off. I just got off talking a, a conversation about being bored, and one person had said, and a lot of creatives were in this group, and they were saying, you know, I get my best ideas when I'm washing the dishes, the mm-hmm. most mundane task, right? Mm-hmm don't allow ourselves to pause and just be bored anymore and being bored is when you actually you're, per, you're percolating right your ideas come <laughs> and we aren't getting our, our ideas aren't generated because we aren't giving ourselves time because because we're always on like we're always going right so the pause just helps you just settle and it's okay to just sit in the uncomfortable chair or comfortable chair <laughs>
0: That's a good one, too. <laughs> Another way I learned to pause, when I was living in Los Angeles with my third, last, and dream husband, Sasha, the good person <laughs> in my life, my angel. Where we, when we were living in Los Angeles, there is one of the thing is that the traffic to run, to drive 13 miles, you plan one and a half hour. Mm -hmm. Just because you go bumper to bumper and you go between 5 and 10 miles an hour, sometimes 20 when you are really lucky. But you're not going to go faster throughout the day. If it is your night, in 20 minutes, it's done. (laughs) So it's like, okay. And I was running my new business, so excited, over the moon, happy. And I realized, wow, we have three times a week that 13 miles drive to go see that specific person at the time. And I feel that I'm wasting my time. I don't want to be there. I look forward to the next stage in our lives when we are not in LA anymore. And I was there, hold on a second. What if that time in the car, I use it to sit and pause and allow connect with my guide, my angels, relax. He drives, so I don't even have to do that. Okay, breathe. How about you do that? And I discovered that I was so much more productive during my productive hours, when I took the time to pause and to not beat myself up for that. Oh, that was a revelation to allow myself that time and just say, now it's a time to be in the car. That's it. Okay, we go through one and a half hour. That's okay, there's the time it takes. It's planned ahead. It's what's supposed to be, breathe. And we just go through it, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was that was the experience, very interesting. Very recent too, Yeah. very recent too.
1: So. You know, it's funny when you had said uh, not being so hard on yourself, and that's really, again, me, which is who the people that I work with, because I totally get it. I totally get I've been there. I have been in the the driven. I'm a driven person, and I always wanted a type A personality, always trying to do my best, always trying to get to the next level, always trying to always trying to always try. And I am very hard on myself. And I have learned to forgive myself. And so when, when you were saying that, it's like we, we talk a lot about getting in the space of pausing and just for taking a moment to forgive. Forgive yourself. to your let self. it
0: be. Exactly. And to let yeah. yourself be and to accept that this is who you are. This mm-hmm. is what you did or this is what you do. And this is good. Mm-hmm. All right. Do not expect something else. Be grateful for who you are and what you do. And if you really feel you did wrong, recognize you did wrong and choose to do differently and think how you can improve for the next time. You cannot change what you did. You can change what you will do and what you are now pausing and reflecting on that. That is how you are actually improving on yourself.
1: So then so then there's so there's two so you know, and I have these books, right? So one, the pause is all the stories around what I do. And I'm just sharing this only because the, the time box is what you're talking about. So you're, you're, you're setting time aside, but here's the deal. The, the really unique thing, the niche about the time box is that you're setting the agreement. You're promising yourself you're going to do something. And then you go through the process and do it and get results so that you're at a real small, you get just the small things done, small things done. But if you don't do it, you reflect on it at the end. And you you just say, Well, you know, it, it I'm gonna do a smaller unit next time so I can get something done within the time box and I forgive myself because we're Fun. so we're always like, Oh my goodness, I didn't get it done. So now I'm really beating myself up because I didn't do it.
0: That's so unit, many times.
1: <laughs> you just gotta let <laughs> it go. Say, okay, yeah, so I didn't didn't get it. I get it, I learned from it. Now I'm gonna let that go, and I'm just gonna realize, well, I you know, I'm going to do, what can I get done in two minute increments within the five, 15 minutes, you know, kind of break it down more, smaller, mm-hmm. so that you can actually get results. Cause that's the whole point is get it off your plate.
0: You exactly. Know? And yesterday, that's the last experience I'm going to share. And then we're going to wrap it up <laughs> yesterday. I was doing um, one a, a work on a website really for a client and, and was trying to, to to get that done and I was like okay now I'm doing it and I said okay I know I'm late I'm going to be okay with myself I'm doing it now mind you internet started to act crazy and spotty and not present and drop me and back and drop and back it's like ah, that's a lesson in patience all right all right breathe you have already accomplished three big things in three hours okay be kind toward yourself it's not your fault mm-hmm. gosh See? yeah <laughs> i ended up calling the internet people and they were able to fix it in another way that what i could have even imagined but i was there i remember yesterday i was on the phone with them i called i said I am not going to lash out at you. I'm going to express my frustration so that you may potentially help. Wow. I was very proud to do that.
1: <laughs> so you see how you got to, you know, you were doing that and you were getting results and then you realize that you got, you, you could have been angry and you stopped yourself with well, the pause allowed you to do that. And then There is an objective approach where sometimes even when you do get angry, that you can look at it from another perspective because anger is kind of subjective and objective. You know, Mm -hmm. I really am glad that you stopped it, but that's where the work comes in, where we actually start working together and, and I share this technique and you actually take it and apply it to your life. You learn it and then you can live it. And it's great because anger just gets, because you start applying this approach. It's great. It's really wow. amazing.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that service that you provide Be- yeah. beyond post power, because I understand that there is also this anger management. There is other things. So what is it that you offer?
1: Yeah. So it's, there's a mental health, you know, a, you know, area that I work with, but I really work with, I work one-on-one with really high, you know, really always on individuals, people that really like type A personalities that really want to do the best they can. And they're really hard on themselves. And I, you know, a lot of times you get up, you get caught up in a, in a situation where you just don't want to be in and you just are on this hamster wheel every day, right? Every day, every day. And what I do is I actually get you to step off the hamster wheel for a bit and really look at yourself and then see where you really are and see where you really want to be. And then I help you get there, but I help you step through those dark times that you actually step over usually. And when you step over things, you tend to be on this ham, you end up redoing things over and over and over again. And so what I do is I actually say, okay, let's stop, slow down, and let's look at this one area so that we're not having to do this over and over and over again and now you learn from this one area that you missed for the last 5 10 years or whatever it may be so we go deep into these areas these uncomfortable spaces and i come along with you because those are the those are the places we avoid we want to go the simple route but when we go into those the depths right? We, we live in the, I will say the darkness because it's the easiest thing to say because there's a lot of emotions in darkness, right? But we go into those, that dark area and I, I, I'm I with you there and you're in a safe space because you aren't alone because I'm with you. And then I I, I teach you techniques to, to resolve maybe some of those traumas that you've had your, your entire life. And they could be really small and minor, but you're constantly... Like, if you want to call it self-sabotaging yourself, because you're skipping over the step that you really do need to go through in order to get to the other side. And you totally absolutely. know this,
0: right? You oh, totally- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy that you share it because the audience is going to listen to that. And some of them are going to resonate so deep that they want to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Where do they go? How do they get a the hand of you?
1: Yeah, so you can go to pausepower.online. Okay? And um, I'm you're going to have a link in here, right? Cuz there's also a calendar. Absolutely.
0: Okay. In the in in the, in the description there is the entire links and even when you update them over time, you let me know and we keep on updating them. What is true now? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, so I mean there's you can there's there's going to be a calendar link in here so that you can you can actually schedule some time with me.
0: Mm, beautiful. Okay. Perfect. Kim, it is an honor to take the time to pause and reflect and talk with you. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. It's been an honor. Thank you.
0: Absolutely.